Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie so uh, my name is alvaro rodriguez i'm the screenwriter for the last rampage as a writer to me I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, you know kind of horror genre, thriller, or action movie, or kids movie, or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of, um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family-centered in, in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, 
get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Once again to Meltdown Comics in the Nerd Melt Theater. Guess what, everybody? Carmen Town is now in session. Let's welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmon Town, Dan Harmon! Thank you. What a lovely lovely group of people you seem to be on first impression at least uh, I got my uh, I got my notes I got some notes well of course uh, we lost a we lost a, a legend today Philip Seymour Hoffman died yeah, we, he, let's start with that you should always go with a high energy opener <laughs> at- were you connected to that when you heard the news? Did that no, affect you? I, 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 well, it did, and that's a testament to the fact that how, how much respect uh, I think uh, that Kai really is worthy of. It's because uh, it's like famous people die. And it's like we only have a relationship to their fame, and go like, well, he was famous. Hey, uh, uh, the guy that played Klinger on Mash died today, and you're like, ah, you, you automatically go ah because death is bad. Jimmy Farr died too. No, no, <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you. No. Okay. But but I'm saying I was picking like a random person and it's like, well, I mean, the only at this point, he's just a famous name. He's just a name, you know. Um, and, and, the, and then there's people that that pass that you go, oh, shit, holy fuck, that's terrible that they're gone. And it and yes, I have equated that against the fact that millions of us die every day. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman was worth a couple hundred thousand normal people, at least. He was a good fucking actor. I, 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 I'm bummed he's dead, even though we all die every day. I watched a bunch of the foot, uh, the coverage of it, and I was, you know, I was bummed out. Not that I was ever, like, very close to him. And I couldn't uh, separate the idea that uh, are they covering this so much because he won an Oscar, because he's great, because he's a good theater actor, or or or, or what? But I, I was surprised the 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 level of coverage that 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 got. Well, I think truly, I mean, this is a, no. I'm well. Here's my answer to that. He won an Oscar because he's great. He's he he. There's coverage because he won an Oscar. He won an Oscar because he's great. He he, he he's he was a theater actor. He, he he was a good fucking actor. He was really really good. I I, I, I watched Capote today. I, I don't know. We picked a, picked a picked a PS, PSH movie to watch to mourn him. We rolled into Boogie Nights, but I had to come here. But uh, I, I uh, every movie he's in, he makes better. He's he's never been bad. He's just a good actor. He's one of those rare actors. Actors who doesn't just inhabit characters and like, uh, oh, that's amazing. He really seems Russian. That's a good. That's a type of good acting. 
Um, there's another type of good acting that's like, wow, Woody Allen's really good at being himself, even though he's just a writer on screen, like talking about his feelings. That's another type of good acting. Well, but, Woody but, Allen, but Philip Seymour Hoffman puts him put himself into people who were nothing like him. And Capote was one of those amazing, amazing examples. You really don't know what you're watching if you if you see footage of Truman Capote and then you see footage of Philip Seymour Hoffman and then you watch that movie. You really are watching like a miracle happen. I, in my in my opinion, it's like he's not he's not doing a rich little impression of Truman Capote, but he's certainly like talking funny the way Truman Capote did, which I have no idea how you could possibly do that and still emote. And there are scenes in that movie, and that movie is riveting. And so even if even if there was a bad actor in that role, I think that would be one of my favorite stories. But uh, the camera pushes on him, and it's just fucking only thing that's for sale is him just bursting into tears. And it's um, it's it is it is as amazing as watching a fireworks display. Now he died. Uh, we can I think assume from the reports that we have already that it was a heroin overdose. Uh, was like that wasn't big news. Like like Justin Bieber egged some houses. That's giant news. <laughs> right. Uh, this guy was a heroin addict and, and has kids and is cool. No, and- it wasn't. Well, he was struggling with it. It was like Robert Downey Jr. You know, it was like we were in his corner. He was he was struggling with it for a long time. And that, that's that's the that's the crazy thing about our our point of view on drugs in this society. It, it, you know it. it I find it very strange. He was Hoffman was uh, was straight for eleven years or something. He battled and battled and battled with it, and and, and we all have to accept at this point. And I'm not asking the truck drivers listening to feel sorry to shed a tear for the famous actors of the world, but we have to accept at this point with Heath Ledger and Robert Downey Jr. and, and, and we have to accept that that if you're really good, if you're really capable of genuine charisma on camera, and not a lot of us can fill that job, that there's something there's some overlap between that and uh, uh, you know there's a challenge with with the stuff and we so and we we go back and forth between treating it as a challenge and a, as an indulgence and I I, I, I do want to give a special uh, wag of the wag of the dick to Val Kilmer for his terrible t- <laughs> Like I was looking at all the celebrity tweets, you know. Is that, is that our new segment, Dan Harmon's yeah. Wag of the Dick? Uh, at Val Kilmer. <laughs> I'm, because I'm every, on his case. Every week you're going to wag your dick at Val Kilmer. I'm on his case now. I, 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 I'm got, week after week, I'm going fi- I'm gonna, to I'm gonna call out Val Kilmer on something. I'm going to watch him now. Because, because I was surprised at the amount of class and uh, restraint and, and genuine, sincere, emotional mourning going on on Twitter uh, by famous people who aren't exactly famous all the time for their tact, uh, their, I don't know, their, uh, their grace. Uh, sometimes if you're famous for being a really good actor, maybe you're a bit of a jackass on Twitter. Sometimes uh, you can be famous for being a jackass on Twitter and, and do a show at Meltdown and pull in like 100 people. <laughs> but uh, the, I was amazed because I, I, I scanned down the list. They always do that aggregate story. Hollywood reacts on Twitter to, to uh, Screen Legends' death. And uh, I was like, where's the, where's the bad guy? Where is he? Val Kilmer. Uh, I, I got, does anybody does anybody have his tweet pulled up? I, I could, it was it was he kind of he did a lot of Prince like abbreviation like he 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 would he would spell blue B L U he didn't have time to <laughs> blue day for the thing it was that like like the the idea that that a that a good guy had died was about ten percent of his hundred forty characters and then the rest of it was crammed in with abbreviations about how drugs are a bad things sometimes people feel like they need to escape through them but you don't need to do that man you got to keep you get to keep keep your strength up you know it's like wow a little a little uh, that's a good time to pontificate about your 
view on things in the middle of a eulogy. Pull up, pull up a Val Kilmer tweet right now. Somebody has a Okay, thank you. Tyler in the front row has one for us. This is Val Kilmer's tweet. This is, a, this is my, my new segment called Tisk Tisk Val Kilmer. <laughs> Should we get theme music for that? Or, or, I mean, or... Blue Day spelled like Blu-ray. <laughs> Something naughty. I'm watching you. You've acted rather haughty. Why you carry yourself that way? Online. Thank you. Uh, blue Blue Day, spelled like Blu-ray. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That's autocorrect, right? He's using a Sony phone. And then, you, you want a Blu-ray? <laughs> the phone says, "No, it's a blue day, Sam. Samsung wait, Sony or two thousand. So, so it's it's sick Blu-ray. It says no, Blu-ray. no, no, no. I'm so- <laughs> Val, Val Kilmer says starts his tweet blue day. Okay, but he spells the word blue the way you spell blue in Blu-ray. B L U. Okay, or, or or yeah, or he's from uh, uh, Belvedere DeVoe." <laughs> 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 Je- Jeff was at I'm not going to shock anyone with this news. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Jeff came here directly from the drawing room. It's been a it's been a long day. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> You made a face like you were about to not. You were about to say, "I'm sober." <laughs> like you're. Uh, yes. Are you? Are you sober? Probably not. Come on. Okay. If I know me. <laughs> but this is a rare day where I'm. I'm uh, relative to you. I'm like, hey, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Well, okay. Uh, you're about to. No, no, no. I'm not complaining. I would never complain. That, that would be instant karma so fast. I'm going to be as drunk as you in the next 20 minutes. I'm just, ti- I'm just tired. <laughs> all right. To, all right. This, is, this segment's gone way too long. Read the, read the tweet. Okay. Let's, let's start from the top, though. This, this segment's called Tisk Tisk Val Kilmer. Naughty, naughty. Worst Batman. You know it. Not his fault, just bad casting. That's weird casting. And that's uh, George Clooney's been Batman, and even that was swallowable. Val Kilmer? Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. Oh! That's that's an interesting little groundswell of... What was it it about Michael Keaton's portrayal of Batman that's defensible? His heart was in it. I don't know. He was was the size of an actual bat, but he... But he, you felt like he was like, yeah, fuck you, Michael Keaton as Batman, and like you, you I don't know, I felt like he—he's the first guy to whisper I'm Batman, and, and you and you liked it because like, he whispered it like it was good. And he's arguably the best thing but about that. That, that movie. was that was in a rare time when Michael Keaton had a license to print money. He was in everything. He was Mr. Mom. He was gung ho. He was in every goddamn thing. Yeah, well, let's travel back in time to that day. Like, not not to the point where where you don't have to give him as much credit as we have to give him. Like, like he, like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. He 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 was he was he was Michael Keaton was 
he wasn't coming off of Mr. Mom. He was. It was. It was weird when they he announced was. that Michael Keaton was going to be in a Batman suit. It was weird for everybody. But yeah. but 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 all the Frank Miller like like diehards kind of went. Whatever Tim Burton wants, like like this is they're making a Batman. Was that his first choice? Did someone say no before Michael Keaton? Somebody must have, right? It was Elizabeth Mastrantonio. For real? (laughs) For real? Yeah, a woman. This, this won't be one of our more popular segments, but it will be. <laughs> it had the best mileage. It, it's, it's becoming my favorite already. <laughs> this guy's iPhone went to sleep already. Now you got to. <laughs> Tyler's going to put his biometrics back into it to start it up. Thank you. Uh, all right, so here we go. B- Blue Day, Philip Seymour Hoffman ODD'd. Not died. O-D-D. Uh, O-D apostrophe D? That's correct. All right. Addiction comes from... That's an abbreviation of from. <laughs> Addiction comes from trying to escape the pain of living. We all struggle with this, but drugs, capital D on drugs, never help. So that's a good 5% spent on the eternal soul of the man you supposedly respect. And, you know... You know, 95% what you've got to say about some fucking bullshit. And I just find that within the span of the same tweet, Val Kilmer, I'm just telling you, there's no rule book for it, but let me start to write it. Your chapter one, that's tacky. All right. So here we go. (laughs) Oh, thank you for your... That was Val Val Kilmer. And, And hey... You can redeem yourself, Mr. Kilmer. Uh, By coming on our show. You can come down through the skylight if you like. <laughs> and, and, and fight me with your, your, your sharp little wing, wing, your, wing what, weapons. What's your beef with his Batman? No, no, no. I don't really have one. Honestly, I swear, I, he, he gave it his all, too. He's, he's a, he's a, he was a handsome man at that time. I don't know. Uh, that, I mean, that that movie was just a that was a bad bad experience for anyone to have to have if you were if you were alive back then. And it was just a bad thing to happen. I'm pretty sure every, everybody here was. Uh, but yeah, so and it was just you know no, nobody here is twelve. All right, so let's move on. We got over that tragedy, but yeah, I oh I was yeah. I don't know. Guy was a good actor. Well deserving of public mourning uh, and, and, uh, and, um, uh, and our respect. And I'm telling you, I mean, that guy is going to now – because we take, we take these people for, for granted. National treasures, I would call them. Go back and watch every movie that has Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. And, and now even – it's not like we didn't recognize the fact that he was a good actor. But holy shit, he's going to be like a legend. Uh, and, and it's a shame because he would have been so fucking good for the next 30 years. It's yeah. terrible. He was 46 years old. Terrible, terrible. Steve, Steve Martin tweeted today that he saw him do uh, Willie Loman mm-hmm. uh, and said that it was the best Willie Loman that he'd ever seen. Like, like He was that good. Like He was a hell of a theater actor. I can't even begin to imagine Yeah, seeing him live uh, on stage. You know what theater. I can't uh, begin to imagine, Dan? Is uh, a sports corner. Uh, uh, it's, today is Super Bowl Sunday, right? Okay. Uh, Dan, I know that you saw the big game because yeah. you're you're a big lover of games, big and small. Yeah, yeah. No, I need to. Uh, I need to keep up on all the sports with right. my seven plasma screens and my sports bar. Sports corner. Sports corner. 
there. Get up, your sports. Throw up your hands, make your sports worse. Gotta, gotta get the ball outside. Gotta put it in the bounds wide. Sports corner, gotta do what you see. Gotta talk about sports, know what I mean. I got injuries, got athletic yardage, got all kinds of things. It's a sports corner. Dan. Super Bowl just ended probably like... What a game. What a game. Uh, who did you have favored going into the game before we talk about the result? Well, I think that all of us were rooting... We thought whether we were rooting for them or not, we thought this was a distinct situation of the home team having an advantage. Well... <laughs> But they played in a neutral field in New York. Well, and who's more neutral than you know who? Then, okay, well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I do have to tell you that it was the Seattle Seahawks versus the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I don't even know. We'll have to edit that out. It's so redundant. You're yeah, telling right, yeah exactly. But going in, were you a Seahawks guy or a Broncos guy? And tell we, me why. I mean, we all thought for look as a betting man. Yes. As a as a as a sportsologist. Just by the numbers. By the by numbers. the strictly by the numbers yes. as a as a blueprint uh, uh, sports sportsman man. over my toast and jam uh, uh, getting gearing up for the day no matter what I'm hearing and real quick the, real quick just tell me who the teams were again it was the Seahawks and the Broncos okay yeah, okay <laughs> and where are they from they're from Seattle and Denver. Okay, shit. I, 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 I feel terrible for even asking. Yeah, I mean, again, again, just edit it out. It doesn't right. matter. No, no. Uh, everyone knows what I'm telling you. So, yeah, we all we all felt going in like 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 because the robot part of us felt like it was going to be a Seahawk game, right? Well, yeah, because well, just because of the boring statistics, Jeff, the technical things, the things that don't have to do with the human heart, yardage, for instance, like yeah. the Seahawks. What, what came you, into this game with a superior yardage and just more completions. Just like, there's just more completions. It seems on paper like better football. If you if you're a robot, but if you look at it from a from a standpoint of injuries and 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 and, and recoveries of those injuries uh-huh. and March Madness. <laughs> Which is a factor that nobody ever, like, like because, oh, that's months off. People March forget, Madness isn't going to matter. Of pe- course it matters. People forget to put March Madness in yeah. to the Super Bowl equation. So that's, you know, okay, and it's like, so, so what we saw today was a fucking clash of the fucking Titans. Pardon my Frank. Were you, were you surprised by the result? Uh, I think we all were, yeah. Were you? <laughs> of course I was, yeah. In what, in, in what way? Well, I just, I never thought I'd see so much steam coming off of the field. I was surprised, frankly, by the lack of leadership on the Broncos' part. That was a, that was a heartbreaker because this is a team that's renowned for its quarterbackery. Right. <laughs> Everyone knows that the Seahawks, they're like a team of rogues, okay? They move as one unit. They advance the ball, okay? You're actually kind of getting close to being accurate, which is amazing. The Broncos have always been, it's always been about one guy, their quarterback. Who is... Let's get... Stop interrupting me! Okay. (laughs) Um, And that guy... Peyton Manning. I didn't see the same arm on Manning today. What was... What what did you see the difference? Because I... I I just... I felt like something was wrong at home. Uh, I, I... 
This is a guy who's usually very strategic. He sees a pocket and he delivers to it with no with no thought about the larger yardage. Right. This was a person who was he was about the amount of downs. Like he knew that this is a game of downs. Right. The more downs you get, the more yardage you're gonna get. You're gonna get more downs. You thought there were too many thought pockets? Too many. Too, he's just thinking too much about yardage. Like I'm gonna make a big yardage pass. Right. But it, instead of like who the old Mannings, Paytons. Yeah. Like uh, he was a guy who would just shoot, 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 break into the little pockets right in front of him. Okay, that's a third down. Congratulations. Now you got more downs. You can trade those in for more points in the kickoff. That's how you win Super Bowls. Sports Corner! The Seahawks knew that. They learned that and they knew it. They, took, they saw the weakness and they took advantage of it right on the 50-yard line. You can see it. Did Rewind you make a bet it. in the game? Did you have a, do you have any money on I that put, game? I put, I put it all on the Hawks. Uh, yeah. what, was, what, what was the wager? Did you take the points or the money line? A gentleman or? doesn't say. But, 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 but I will say the spread was two to three. Took a two to three spread. If you bet a lot on sports, you know it's it's about the spread. Now, I mean, Dan, you're a big you're a big uh, football guy. So now that the uh, football season is officially over, yeah, but now March Madness starts. Now you're Mr. March, March Madness. Who do you like in the brackets? Who, who do you got? I just I, th- I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on every bracket. <laughs> I think South Division is always the that's the we make the romantic notion it's gonna be about South Division, but look at Northwest. Look what they did. Look at among among the top ten. Teams, look at the Eastern Seaboard. Among the top ten teams, top ten teams. Who do you like? But brackets, Jeff. Right? Yeah, it's well, not about teams. It's about brackets of teams. But teams are South, teams exist within East, brackets. Western, North, East Western, Eastern Seaboard, East Western. East Western Division is. You laugh, but there's a after the wild card rule was removed from from the uh, from the brackets. Right. The now East Western is going to be like one of the big powerhouses coming out. You guys, you guys laughed about Fox becoming a major network, but <laughs> East Western Division's gonna fucking right, tear well, up the Astro. While we're turf. on it, who do you like in the Oscars? Uh, who, who, best Best Picture noms? Who, uh, who, who, who do you like? You know, I, uh, Best Picture. Well, you know, people follow their hearts. I'm gonna go Skippy's Skippy's problem. Skippy's problem. <laughs> because you know, I mean, it's. I don't. I don't want to be crass. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get in trouble for this tomorrow in the press, but. He's an alien with AIDS. People are going to go for that. That's going to bring in every, all the Transformers people and all the AIDS people. And, then, and when, you, when, you see, when you see Harrelson's performance, you're going to go, like, okay. Why is, Her- why is Harrelson, and look, I, I love Harrelson as much as anybody, but why is he in every movie now? Like, how come he. Uh, he lo- he's high. He's, he loves getting high and making movies. What would you, he can do whatever he wants. What would you do? Did you see 12 Years a Slave? What do you think about that? Yeah, I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't see it. <laughs> I thought about the concept of uh, of riffing on that, uh, and the, the joke being that I had seen it, and uh, I don't know. I saw I saw low dividends, <laughs> but you haven't seen it. I have not seen. I haven't seen anything. I saw her. I saw uh, her. I, thought I, her. I liked her. Her was amazing. Her was good. Oh, that's one for the ages. Yeah, I love that movie. 
I'm not, I, I was not a big Joaquin Phoenix fan, but I, I, I like that movie. I thought he was quite good in it. Uh, I think he's great, and uh, I think that yeah. I, 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 what I love about her is that like Eternal Sunshine, it, it, it's these, it's these yeah. movies where you deconstruct love, where you actually get to the heart of it. Like it's, it's like these movies where fucking like you know, nineteen pairs of shoes and three reasons to do it. Like, like it, it <laughs> they, they can be cute sometimes. Sometimes they can be good, but they're, they're never. They're what, never what, what was the logline on nineteen pairs of shoes and three reasons to do it? So, sometimes Mr. Wright can be. Right here. Uh, but uh, those movies are they, they, some, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But they are those movies, and those movies never have anything to do with actual love because they because they formalize love in an attempt to get their story done uh, in a way that people because they devalue the audience. They don't think that the audience understands what love is, and it's these movies where somebody that's very lonely and very creative like says, "Yeah, but fuck love, fuck love the way it is in these movies," and kind of deconstructs it that on the surface seems cynical, but those are the movies where you actually learn things about love while you're watching. I mean, I felt myself feeling things watching a movie about Joaquin Phoenix jerking off to his computer. It was, it was profound, the things that they illustrated about the nature of relationships and the definition of true love. And, and also, yeah, it's nice. Uh, they removed the human body from the, from the equation, which is an important thing to do if you're going to get to the bottom of real love. Because um, some of you people got no legs. <laughs> I've read about you. Stand up! <clears throat> hey, Jeff, can I tell you something I've always wanted to say up on this stage? You love uh, cock in your mouth? Yeah. Real nice. I do not have that honor. <laughs> of being able to say that, or...? Of, or, or, of having a cock in my mouth. Well, you, I could I, if I want. You could. I mean, it, it's certainly within your bailiwick to, to as mayor of Armentown. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So. This segment. This segment is Wait, called. Before you tell me, give me a, cue me for a musical theme. Like what? what uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I was all like, you can pick one. The segment is called uh, 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 seemingly unrelated paragraphs that I say into the microphone. In a in a in a in a confusing tense that make you think that I'm that I'm not here in the moment in this in this show. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> say go. I think I had the theme for it. I'm just I'm, st I'm simultaneously trying to memorize the. You you just say play. Uh, you ready? Okay. So, so the segment's called called seemingly unrelated paragraphs that I've memorized and, and I'm going to recite as if they're as if I'm making them up. <laughs> well, Jeff, I'm, the 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 thing about writing is, uh, like. The, the the thing about writing is it's a it's a life spent 
throwing messages and bottles out into this darkness. And you can see online or through Nielsen numbers that people are watching. You can see in forums that people are respecting it. But what I'd like to do, on, on, I guess, on this tour, now that I have no job, is get out there and, and, and see if any of these people are real and look into their eyes and find out if I've been having any impact. Did you get that? That's a wrap on principal photography for the Harmontown documentary. We're liars. Sometimes we lie. You Dan, gotta finish I, your movie. And... Dan, uh, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I said that on January second, two thousand twelve. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to try it one more time and do it more honest. Go ahead. What? Say it, we we didn't get it. Try it again. Okay. More honest. It's all a lie. More in the moment. Oh, more in the moment. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's giving, okay. All right. Okay. I mean, uh, all right. How, how do we get you in the moment? Well, ask me about this topic, but you have to. We have to change tenses. That's the confusing thing. We have right. to actually. We haven't gone on tour the, yet. Do it in the plu perfect. <laughs> Is that Val Kilmer's plu perfect? P L U dash perfect. Just go with it. Go with it. The. I wasn't asking for a suggestion like an improv show for tense. Uh, I, I was joking and saying doing it again, doing it again. I, I thought you did it perfect the first. Time. Okay. Well, I mean the 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 thing is, when you, well, the reason we write is because we uh, we want to connect with people. So you sit and you put messages in bottles, you throw them into darkness at people that you don't know, and then you see that they like it. But you see that in the form of numbers or on the internet. And I just wanted now that I'm, I'm between jobs, I thought we could go out there and go see if any of these people were real. Did I have, was there an impact there? That just seems okay, so fucking fake. Here, 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 That's not why here, I went here, out no, there. Neil, now I, I want you to get behind Dan and film an audience while Dan says it again. But I, I, want, the, I want the audience to lie too. By, uh, pretend they haven't seen this before. I, 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 because now, because if we're going to use this, and it's going to be in the documentary. Right. At least they all get to go, oh, we were in that scene where oh, it was we fucking did that. bullshit. We, we, we wrote that together. Yes, all right. But I want you guys to look either bummed out or blown away or whatever. But now, Dan, like you, you, you get, have to bring the thunder now. All right. It's like it's 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 like you know when you're a writer, the goal is to be racist. And uh, but I've never met a person that w wasn't white. So I the, I think the, the the purpose of this tour is to get out there on a team of horses and just find and touch and possibly interrogate non-Caucasians. <laughs> There's no end to the fallacy. <laughs> Neil thinks I'm making fun of the process, but I'm not. I'm not. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, it's a it, you know, if you try to make a documentary about me going on the road, I don't. I don't know why I'm going on the road. That was like a little chunk that we thought maybe we could use. Did, did you get it, Neil? He got it. See you in Austin. Neil <laughs> yeah, Berkeley. Yeah. See you at South by Southwest. That's how you make documentaries. Wait, are, our documentaries already in the in the. Uh, we're already in South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah. He's still shooting. It? We've been selected. That means that means that 
in the trailer, there will be like laurel leaves around a thing that but says selected. On our little logo, there's laurel leaves, but doesn't ours already have laurel leaves around it? Those are other, not, not that one, but like our, our Harmontown logo has laurels around it. Double laurels. Double laurels. We're, we're resting on other laurels. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, anyways, yeah. I mean, he pro- he probably won't use that because you can see when I'm being insincere, and I can't I can't I can't do it. But I said it on the couch in there. Said what? Said the thing about going on the road to touch people. Say, say it again. <laughs> say, it, say it again, but really well while the camera's not here. Cause I'm going on the road to touch people. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm going to get into a tour bus because I'm between jobs, and I just want to go out there, Jeff, and I want to see if there's faces behind the low Nielsen's and the uh, affectionate Tumblr blogs that I can touch provided their age is above a certain limit. (laughs) And make eye contact with it, say, uh, am I a good person even though I'm fired? It's a terrible reason to go on tour. And I don't think it's accurate. Was there ever a reason? Or do you know the reason for real? No. It it could be, it was just for fun, right? I think, well, I think think the reason I, 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 for the tour, is, was... It's not usable. But uh, the, uh, the reason for the tour was... Uh, Neil, like, get out of here. <laughs> the reason for the tour was, uh, was to... Uh, it had something to do with me, the performer, because, it, because I had just been fired as the writer. So I was just, just kind of going like, well, I don't know. Am I, I just wanted to dive into something that was different. You know, that's all. I don't know. I don't know what goes. What, what beyond that? The documentary does a pretty good job of of revealing. Uh, I feel like it was what a, a gross, weird balloon animal of a person I am. I feel like a, at a at a real simple level, the, the idea was that you'd left the comfort zone of this room and uh, wondered if you could find this kind of comfort level in Phoenix, and, yeah, yeah, and Brooklyn, whatever. And strangely, uh, uh, we found it because. Uh, the audience is not any different wherever you go. Yep. And did it make you happier at the end? Did, did it change you in any way? Nope. <laughs> not at all? It, it, it made you happy. You, 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 yeah, it made me happy. I, donuts make me happy. I don't know if they're good for me or not. I don't know if I should deny myself them or, or, or devour them for breakfast. I, I, yeah, it made me happy going on tour. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think that I am a... Uh, I think that I am, I am, I am a... I will always be an incomplete person. I hope so, because if you die a complete person, then that means you wasted some seconds of your life. It would be nice to bring it right into the station. Complete, <laughs> die. But uh, other than that, your life should be spent kind of completing yourself. I, uh, I, 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 so I did not get completed by the tour. I didn't turn into somebody else. I didn't suddenly realize halfway through that I should be a vegetarian or that I should quit drinking or that I should uh, value the sunset. I, 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 I think I overcame my stage fright maybe by orders of 5 to 10% more. And I, and I think I also realized that it's too late for me in terms of character arc. As a character, that's why guys my age aren't characters on TV. They're usually detectives or surgeons. They're supposed to have their shit figured out. Uh, or, and, 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 and so that's why it was nice to like go on the road with Spencer, who, was, who still is young enough to, to be affected by old people. And I, I like, you know, it was nice getting to know him and hearing a little bit of him and me and, 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 Putting a little bit of me into him. 
and uh, and coming can, back can you with him. Can you elaborate on that? At all? <laughs> and, and 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 coming back with him, and I I, I hired Spencer as my assistant, and I I, I started that uh, animated show with Spencer, and I I'm not shoving Spencer into into the system, but I'm putting him out there, and he we ended up writing a character for him on Community, and everything continues to be unflappable to him. Does he deserve it? Will it make him a good person? Who cares? But but uh, he he's a, he's a person too that's now kind of can be out there i take pleasure in that and it's like like i don't i don't get to i don't get to i don't get to change well, fucking old dude well, but there was, there was a moment when uh when you got back on community when they when they rehired you you came back here and you had your arms crossed and you you sat down and you you, you seemed very like poised and like vindicated uh you did change in that moment like there, there was a vindication there and like w- wouldn't that be a change yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, but but then that, that, that's short lived, right? Like then all of a sudden you're back at the dirty work of. of yeah, the, the same companies that will fire you because they don't give a shit about you will also rehire you because they don't give a shit about you. Like they, they that they, they, they you shouldn't take it as seriously as you do. But you, I'm gonna keep doing. Could it. Could you answer honestly? I mean, could you could you even know the answer to this question? It, would you rather uh, there was another season of Community, or would you rather there, there not be one? Uh, a sixth season? Yeah. No, I, I'm not. I can't answer that question because I, I have to. I have to actively. I think we've we've already talked about this. This is a very strange thing for me. I have to actively hope for a sixth season, otherwise, like, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to go to work there. But if you knew there was going to be a sixth season, would that instantly make you happy, or would that make you bummed out, or like worried? Like, I mean, like, it wouldn't. It's, it's more. It's more complex than that. It's like it's like it's like knowing that you have a baby on the way. Like, does that, I mean, there's different parts of you that would be like, fuck, am I ready for this? Shit, I could have used uh, uh, that trip to the uh, Everglades. <laughs> Come on, we've all been there. <laughs> it's that fantasy of having a kid, but you also want to go on one of those fan boats. But actually, like, but, but... And what could be more mutually exclusive? But no, knowing you for a long time, like, I... I, I I've so, no- so you say, Gators is sex is determined by the temperature. That's right. Yeah, keep your baby's blanket out of the fan, please. You never see that; it's dangerous. Either procreate or explore America's swamplands. Do not try both. But it's it's hard, like knowing you for a long time. It's hard to say whether you are you are a happy version of you or a sad version. You uh, you you always come off like you. Like you're incomplete, that there's a sadness to you. But I would say right now, knowing you, that you're probably as happy as you've been since I've known you. Definitely, yeah. yeah but but you, yeah, but you, you you don't wear a smile. Like you're not you're you're not a no, smile. No. You, you you don't do bell kicks down the road. My like, my whole life is a smile. <laughs> he said frowningly. The, the 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 part you get to look at is the little center part of the smile. That's the little kissy part. <laughs> Fucking corners of my life are up by my up by God's ears. I'm part of God. I'm God's mouth. I am God's mouth, and I am smiling. <laughs> but but there. 
but the part you get to see for 40 years is a wrinkly little snot gutter with, a, with gross mustache hair on it. You can never tell if it's smiling. It's yeah, but yeah, I like that metaphor. I'm gonna refine it and blog about it. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, I'm definitely look. I, I, I uh, 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 yeah, no, I, because I, I've got a lot of stuff like. Uh, I'm always way happier if there's stuff out there that people are experiencing that can somehow I can convince myself reflects on my value as a person while simultaneously knowing that it doesn't. But uh, uh, I'm I'm way happier having something on the air than not having something on the air. If they were to say, hey, we need a six-season of community, I'm going to be just as happy as if they say community's canceled. Exactly as happy for totally different reasons. It's a a completely – I'm fulfilled. I get to do whatever I want. I I get to – I, I'm a fucking giant baby, just like, like, like a big pacifier in my mouth, and um, now I'm getting married to somebody who's heard me fart, and I got a dog, and every, it's all, it, it's, it doesn't, like, I'm not, I'm not tap dancing every day, I still got a lot of shit to do, but, but uh, yeah, you're right, I'm happy. Oh. It's, uh, but Why are you applauding happiness? That's the one thing that doesn't need, applaud world hunger. Oh wait! Don't no. do that. No, don't do that. Wait, that's bad. Okay, I know. No, I know. Uh, I retract my question. That's why you're applauding it. You they're want to reward it because you want more happiness. They're applauding happiness, but it's so funny because when you say you're happy, you 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 make an excruciating face. I was uh, I was uh, I was thinking about their applause. I was like, why would why do we applaud people saying they're happy? But you, but you frown before the applause. You were saying, I'm happy. Like, I, frown, I, I, I frown when I talk. I'm a thoughtful person. I have a, I have a no, but you don't frown all the time. You frown more more when you. Like more tonight that uh, when you said that you're happy and, and content, that 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 looks because it's uh, not a natural a, a happy person's natural state is not talking about how happy they are or why they're happy. That's not a natural state. So it takes me out of the happy moment to 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 count the reasons why I'm happy. That's something that dishonest people do. Oh, I love I love Todd so much. He and I he did the he did the most sweet thing the other day. He and I we went rock climbing because that's how we met. And he pulled out a tiny rock, the same shape as and just blah 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 blah. Press release about how complete you are as a couple. Fuck off. Like like no, I'm so no, I'm so no, no, I'm no. so amazed. I went to Griffith Park today and I, I went jogging and just fucking blew out my quads and my delts and I feel fucking good. I I feel so good. I'm so I'm really at a complete place in my life. I don't believe you. Like I, I, I I'm 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 frowning when I talk about whether I'm happy or not because I, who, that, who the fuck talks about that? Well, that sounds like you don't like yeah you're you're right about that. But I feel like like it's a part of you is that you don't feel like you're allowed to be happy like, like like you're getting away with something that you're I don't think I'm allowed to say it I think that, I think that <laughs> I think that I think that frowning and scowling and but if somebody asks you are you happy you're allowed to say yes secretly it's privately a little more privately than I don't, I don't I don't think it makes for a good speech like Hitler didn't say I- I'm happy he wasn't happy <laughs> But he got so much done. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we we may actually have to edit that out. <laughs> that just that just came together wrong. <laughs> I'm so used to using Hitler as a way to make a point. <laughs> I accidentally used him to make a point about happiness. <laughs> 
Because I don't normally talk about how to be happy. <laughs> Usually grabbing the Hitler tool out of the out of the toolbox works, but I was I was feeding a baby. I grabbed that Hitler but, out. Oh no, I'm feeding a baby with a Hitler. But now you're smiling you're smiling more talking about Hitler than you did about your own happiness. Uh, Look at the smile on your face. This guy loves Hitler. You hate yourself. Uh, I'm smiling because it's fun to make mistakes. Their reaction is fun. We're laughing together. And then the, the odd thing is, you know, there's so many things that we've talked about on this stage where everybody's been smiling and happy and feeling free and like nothing's wrong. And then there's the context issue. So then, like, like here's, a, here's a recording, here's a transcript of Dan Harmon talking about his feelings about work. And it's like, it's all fun. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it up here. I'm trying to make people laugh. I'm trying to make people think. I'm trying to make, trying to, trying to make people happy that they spent $10 on something. I'm not going to... Uh, and, and then it's like... And I, I tend to go to the places where these people are, like, happy and everyone's smiling and interested or whatever. Uh, yeah, there, there was a but, cl- that, but then there's a global context now and it's all so fucked up and stupid. And yeah, but fuck that shit. Like, just, you, like you're a lot of shit from the hip still. Like, you're, you're never going to stop doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to do that, but I don't want to talk about it that anymore and I also don't want to talk about wh- whether or not I'm happy like it's some kind of press release. <laughs> that's a, I mean, I understand, but that's a silly thing. Like, Catherine Hepburn was, like, in some interview, I want to say it was Dick Cavett. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. And there was a leading question, kind of like, do you like Hollywood? Do you like Hollywood people? And she said, like, the best people I've ever known lived in Hollywood. Like, I love being an actress. I love, like, I, I know you want me to say that I, like, like fuck Hollywood and they're phonies. It's, like, the greatest people in the world live in this town. Like, uh, I, I, I'm surrounded by creative people. And she can say that, but she, but she knows when she says that that you sound like that's, that's a very um, it's an unidentifiable thing to say out loud as he just scatters the stage with ice. <laughs> you, you're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to brag about it. But you, 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 you're never going to boast about your happiness, but you're allowed to you know, kind of smile and chuckle at your own well-being right now. Well... I think that when you're—I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. You're weird. Uh, like, uh, but I know that Dino and I, because I've talked to him about this. When we're really happy, we get in our car and we play like really fucked up melancholy music. Like, if I find out that I've been nominated for an Emmy, and I have. No, not not recently. Sorry, <laughs> that wasn't an announcement. I was just, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm saying I know. I'm saying like, like like these experiences where it's like in a biopic, you're supposed to simply just go like, huh? Like I, it, it 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 it's more when it happens in real life when you go like like I just won this thing or I I just achieved this thing or that thing I was working on really hard. It's getting picked up and it's gonna go and it's uh, you got you got. Probably, I tend to just like I seek isolation in those moments yeah. and melancholy well, so do I. It's, it has something to do with like the same fact that the way we appreciate food is we destroy it we shit it out like we you, our saliva has enzymes in it that break a thing down so that we can use it in a real way and I, I, I love nothing more if, I, if I'm having a really good professional time like I love to celebrate it quietly and, and but with a drink staring out a window at, at, a, at a Michael Mann Los Angeles skyline and play something really synthy and sad and heroin sounding and and kind of like and definitely not smile like if you have a camera panned around me the director might go come on give me a little you just got nominated for an Emmy and like, no this is what it looks like it looks like fucking like yeah 
whoever would have thought. You know, you just sort of like slump into it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy so much that I'm always just doing that. That's good to hear. Because like, if I was like, if I was waiting tables, if I was lifting crates and stuff, and I've had those jobs, not crates, uh, but, uh, but, but like, yeah, you come home and then you go right for the, uh, you, you, you grab a beer and you chug it down and you call a friend and you're like, well, let's have some fun. Woo-hoo! That might be age too. Like I haven't done that stuff since that age, but I, I have a feeling that like working a 12 hour shift at an emergency room makes you want to go out and smile a lot. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, but like, if you if you get if you get paid to be in your pajamas for four months of the year, and then uh, and then drink Starbucks and talk about how to make people laugh for the other part of the year, like, and then if also people tell you that you're doing it well, I don't know I don't know how often you'd smile because what's the point? <laughs> yeah, I think of the times when I felt like when I was really at my lowest and. Like when I was really broke and being evicted, and like like things started finally happening for me, like with work, like you, you don't you don't run out and smile and like call your friends and celebrate. You you sit in the corner in the dark and uh, cry. Like like that that some of the happiest moments I've ever had was being completely alone and just like crumpled into a heap. But you just said back in those days when both you and I were broke, you were being evicted and all that stuff. We. To, to correct you on that or or clarify, we when we would go out, we were we were laughing all the time. Yeah, and then, and well, then, I'm saying like the, the the first moment when when the mo- the first moment of safety when when the phone call came in that a job came in when you were going to be on a show or like work came in, you don't go like woo. Like 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 it's in the way that you use it. Like, like, uh, yeah, uh, my knees gave out a couple of times, and you just lay on the floor. And you oh put, yeah, that's I, what, I, you talking I, about those moments. And yeah. you put on sad music. Then later on, when you recover, I, I called up you, and you and I would go out there, and then we would sit there and giggle at our fortune because you and I were paying each other's bills for for a couple of years. Like uh, we, we were surviving off of each other's alternate good fortune. Uh, there, there, there were times when you and I, I've, I've never seen you or I laugh as much. Uh, but I agree with you in those moments when, when, like, when you're really like happy alone. It's not, you're not Gene Kelly, you know, dancing on the street. You're, you're in the corner, or in your car, you know, like being wistful and melancholy. Yeah. Yeah, and who's crankier than I don't know? Rich people getting what they want like like they're not because they're not really experiencing like genuine reasons to be happy like i i, I like my getting life. a candy bar when you're starving that's like a big deal getting 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 a get really good kobe steak when you can have anything you want to eat like people tend to go like oh, it was a little it was a little undercooked like you you still in, you, you enjoy the steak but the way you express it is with a foodie blog where you complain you nitpick. Whereas the person who is starving and you hand them a fucking Snickers bar, they would like kiss it and like break into tongues. Snickers bar! So fucking hungry! I've been I've been lost in the snow. Wolves are eating me, and I found toothpaste. I'm gonna eat it. Uh, uh, happiness is like it's not always an expression of. Of, of like satisfaction it's an expression of like going from one extreme to the other it's like that portamento is that what they call it slide whistle 
<laughs> you know, going sliding from one thing to the other while your while your fingers are on the frets. All right, that's our music segment. Uh, let's bring out relationship expert Aaron McGavey. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Yeah, how's it going? Good. Uh, fun show. Yeah, it's all right. It's had its moments. <laughs> it's had its ups and a lot of downs. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I feel well, very there's happy. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> That's how I receive compliments. <laughs> it's called deflection. It's one. It's a. It's a new gateway. <laughs> like a new Oprah. Like a guy selling a book. Like, did you know about deflection? <laughs> just deflect compliments. Deflect insults. Just, just repeat to yourself the following phrase: "I'm rubber." Don't worry what they're made out of. You're rubber. I'm rubber. Whatever you say about me bounces off. That's it. Nice haircut? Fuck off. Dan, you, that sounded racist? You parked wrong? You scratched my car? I don't care. Have you lost I'm, weight? I'm, I'm rubber. Have you lost some weight? Uh, yeah. Thank you. You're not rubber, you piece of shit. Not when I want something to be true. <laughs> so what, what's life like now that you guys are engaged uh, like around the house? Like, is, is it, uh, does it, has uh, it changed it any interaction? <laughs> well, um, I have to wash the veil every day. <laughs> that... I wear a veil every day. And, We're, uh... and it gets so dirty, you have to wash it every day. <laughs> You've seen our house. It could get a little cluttered. What are you doing to dirty your veil all the time? Well, well We're I Methodist. Mean... Ah, so, you, you do the math. Yeah, every morning Dan, math. every morning Dan baptizes me. Uh, he, we fill up the bathtub, and we write our vows on rose petals, but they come from the garden, and we don't clean them off. And I'm wearing the veil. Baptism it gets dirty. Yeah, these are just tra- traditions. The, gar- the garden has our neighbor's dogs buried in it. That's the Methodist part. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys kill the dogs? If, uh, if, 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 we, if they don't die on schedule, that's God asking you to... It's called, it's called, it's, it's called dog death schedule. It's, uh, you know, it's I, Methodist. The old saying, kill a dog with a knife, be happily married for the rest of your life. We're just doing that as many times as we can, and we don't want to kill our own dog because we like our dog. Kill a dog every Wednesday. That's that's the special spiritual friends way. <laughs> Which Kill is the name of our denomination of Methodist special spiritual friends. If anyone's interested, we'll Kill be- a dog on Sunday night, Monday morning, fuck or fight. <laughs> That's an old. That's, that's more of the Appalachian. Fuck or fight a dog or another person? Uh, each other, each other, each other, each other. You, uh, so if you kill a dog on uh, what? Wednesday night? Uh, kill a dog. Kill a dog every Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that's spiritual friends. Yeah, yeah. Sunday night. Fuck or fight. 
Yeah, if you have a question, there's a pamphlet under your seat. <laughs> and uh, you and if you don't have any questions but just want to leave, there are armed guards at every door. <laughs> uh, welcome to meth- methodology, we call it. It's, uh, you're now Methodists. Are you guys excited to be uh, married? To be yeah. betrothed? I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, 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 would, I, would, I would do it tomorrow, but I want the, I want the wedding to be... Oh, like, that's nice. Uh, Same yeah, here. well, it's not... I mean... <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I would hope. <laughs> I mean, it would be bad if you proposed. You're like, well, hopefully yeah, in six months I'll want this. I want to, I, I just, I want to make sure I want to make sure the ceremony's good. But, uh, but I also want to... Well, I don't... Uh, spoilers. It's going to be... Spoilers. <laughs> I want it to be... I'm going to do a concept wedding. Who, who is going to be the... Uh, can you say who the officiant is going to be? We haven't decided on that yet. And we can't talk about that any further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noam, Noam There'll Chom- be a lot of blood. Noam Chomsky. <laughs> Noam Chomsky. <laughs> do, you, do you take this woman? <laughs> so first let me talk to you about advertising. <laughs> For indoctrinated or unindoctrinated <laughs> to be confined to... <laughs> margins of ideology Jeff, if, that are predetermined by an industrial military complex. Jeff, if you, if you were to officiate our wedding, what would be your style? Um, jazz. <laughs> <laughs> you I, I, get would, it. I would do it in blackface, of course. Uh, are, are you asking me to officiate your wedding? Is that what's going on? No, no, I am not. Yeah, no. Um. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, if my style would, would, would be to say no if you asked me. Uh, but, if, but if I were pressed, I would, uh, I, I would do it uh, uh, fast and... Fast, fast and, and jazzy. Fast and furious. Fast and jazzy. Yeah. Uh, lots of tapping. There'd be tap. Oh, well, that would be kind of fun. If you came out on, like, a grand piano, just started tapping. I would, There'd I would, be a little spotlight I would on your toe. Like and then ben Vereen from all that jazz in a white tuxedo, and I would, I would, I would come And down. you would forget to actually marry us. Like, you would do the whole show and then <laughs> yeah. leave, and we're like, where's Jeff? Oh, he's at the drawing room. Uh, he, he, he just did the last three songs from Cats, but he never married anybody. <laughs> I do need, need you to be a groomsman if you would do me the honor. For real? Ooh. Yeah, well, you saw that coming. Uh, there's seven bridesmaids, and I have three friends. Um, I would be honored and be quite happy to. Thank you. Uh, Thank what, you. What, what's, what, what are we going to wear? Uh, what are you going to Spoilers. Wear? I don't know. I don't know. I don't Something bloodproof. <laughs> Something bloodproof? <laughs> We're really into Game of Thrones. We're Methodists. <laughs> Our weddings are different. Uh, You're doing a red wedding? Um, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone said nice. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I wonder if anybody has. For sure, there's been a red wedding. Like, 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 like two huge Game of Thrones fans have. Yeah. Have fell in love, fallen in love, and gotten married, and have and have had like a at least on some scale. Sure. Have had a, some kind of red wedding like gag. And there's some there's 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 a, a Hilda at the wedding who like has to be splashed by blood, but needs to be a good sport. And <laughs> everyone's given a. Hmm. I don't even like want to talk about blood so badly. I, without without spoiling the wedding, are you guys doing high concept shit? Because well, I know Aaron, you like when you throw parties, they they they, they tend towards the high concept. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spectrum. But I, be... but I will, I, my, I, I would like my wedding to be as a good ceremony should. It will be a narrative event. There will be a story told. You will, 
you will feel like you're a part of something that's more than just the standard story of let's get dressed up, let's go to the wedding. Okay, that was a wedding. Uh, there will there will be a there will be a concept in that regard. What, what will the call to adventure be? However, I, well, none of that. I can't. I'm not gonna. I mean, they're talking about a thing that happens a year from now. But I. But also, in keeping with my personal philosophies of entertainment, the people that come to the wedding they have to not be put upon by the concept. They have to just be like swept up in it. And they could just have a good time regardless of it. Yeah, and you notice that Dan keeps on saying my wedding. That's because we're having two separate weddings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be marrying the idea of Dan, and then he'll be marrying the idea of me. We'll tell each other about it afterwards. <laughs> Mine will be in a pool of blood. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's going to be a good story. We're writing the story together. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. We're, we're good collaborators. We don't, we don't we don't get on each other. Yeah, we like doing stuff together. I still really want us to ro- to write a uh, sci-fi rom-com <laughs> for the wedding, or just just like for a thing. <laughs> just in general, because Dan and I have had several like joke arguments about the two uh, genres and combining the two. That's all. Yeah, it's not a fruitful. Uh, yeah, the, bummer, the, the big bummer about our relationship is that <laughs> our shared love is sitting and eating and watching movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's a distinct breakdown in the types of movies we would like to watch. <laughs> and I really, I really liked Clueless. I did. <laughs> I thought it was uplifting and interesting. And I really, I liked Twenty Seven Dresses. I really did. 27 dresses. I thought it was charming and and sweet. Uh, And we both liked her. Because that's a sci-fi. A sci-fi romantic comedy. But but other than that, we're fucked. And it's just just like, she's just like, we really say mean things. Not about each other, but just like, we just get mean. I just go like, okay, yeah, why don't you just type in... Uh, you know, Paul Rudd uh, gets his groove back, and I'll I'll just focus on my farming game on my iPad. And then she's like, "Well, what if Paul Rudd explodes and someone has to jump away in slow motion?" And then we, you know, we get we get we get you know, like 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 Aaron's Aaron's thing is that she observed the fact that I honestly do not care if the acting. The directing, even the writing, if it's kind of bad, as long as the things that are happening in the movie have something to do with robots, right? Flash, dinosaurs, Flash zombies, explosions, spaceships, some anything really though, like 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 something like happening. I need a threshold to be crossed. Other than like, oh my god, I have to I have to help my boss meet my sister. <laughs> Like, that should be happening in the background of a real story where, where someone's coffee cup has a snake in it, you know, that, like, if it gets into your brain, it knows what you think and, and can tell your friend what you think, and then snakes start spreading through, throughout. What, what's that movie called? Decaf Cobra. Decaf Cobra. No. It's, snakes it's, on a brain. Snakes on a brain. <laughs> Fuck you, Adam. Right. Snakes on a brain. I've been undone. <laughs> what if there's a movie about two murderous androids 
I'm in. All right. I don't care what you say next. I'm in. That's how easy I am. But what if there was there was less violence? But it, like the two androids are are approaching each other in the uh, in the the, the station. <laughs> Just the station, and uh, like, the, but they're holding they're holding a bunch of uh, cogs and bolts and stuff, and they run into each other and like, oh no, that's mine, no, that's mine, <laughs> oh, come on, and then they have this like. If, if Spike Jones directs it, I'm 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 down. I'll watch it. I know you're. Laws of attraction. I I know. I know you're trying to trick me. I thought what you were trying to do anyway was that you were going to go. What if there was a movie about about androids that were so lifelike that the whole movie was just them running into each other (laughs) and not liking each other. The whole and and this takes place in the future when like androids have totally taken over. So everyone's an android, and these two androids, like one of them has twenty seven bridesmaids dresses, and the other one. I will. I mean, frequently like I'll (laughs) say. That's what she said. She said it was murderous androids, but it's not really about violence. It's more about them just uh, workplace drama. But what I will do now, because uh, frequently Dan will fall asleep, and then that's the time when I'll put on these shitty movies, and he'll wake up and respond to something that's said in the movie, and it won't make any sense, and he'll be angry that I'm watching the movie. When you do that the next time, I'm going to tell you that Ashton Kutcher is an alien or something. Or a murderous <laughs> robot, and then, and then you'll you'll enjoy it. Can we? And it will probably make more sense because my girlfriend, uh, she's she likes dramas like one hours, and uh, we watch Nashville together. Uh, can we all come into my place and watch fucking Nashville? This show is fucking nuts. Uh, does anybody watch Nashville? I'm, I'm sad that anybody here has. That's the fucking worst. My, my, my very good friend Chip is on it. That this show. Wow. It's uh, it's uh, it's nothing is beneath the show, and yet I, I have fallen in love with it. Also, we have to watch the baby. We watched the baby, 1973, a film called The Baby. Anybody? No. Uh, fucking dig it. Uh, it's a cult movie. We watched it at Shrub's place the other night. Uh, we we should all watch this movie and then come in and talk about it. Um, the less said about it beforehand, the better. But fucking 1973, the baby. The baby. It's a a, a a welfare worker goes to a family that has raised a fully grown man as an infant, and so these hot kind of fetishy chicks are changing his diaper, and he's 25, but he's a baby. He's a baby, and they take his diaper off, and then they fuck him at night, and they chase him around with a cattle prod. And uh, it's, it's, it's a very good movie. I, uh, I, just, I, have this, I, I just conjured like this uh, childhood memory I have of uh, going to my sister's hospital. Uh, my sister was, had uh, Rett syndrome at birth, and she was at this uh, hospital. And uh, there was a lot of uh, retarded people in the hospital. And uh, I remember... Uh, uh, visiting her as a kid, and not knowing she was my sister, but like we were going to visit her, and then I, I just, I always have this like, I remember the smell, you know, I smell like, like, like if you, like it's that diaper smell, like every time I smell it, it kind of like, like I, I really get placed there, and I remember walking on this linoleum and these fluorescent lights, and like kind of wandering off while people took pictures with my sister, and uh, wandering down this linoleum hallway and following the sound of this this weird sound of this, this person going, moo, 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 moo. And, uh, and then I walked into this room and there was this crib, and there was, a, there was rows of cribs, and there were adults in all of them. 
And I looked into the, there was a team of like nurses around the one where the sound was coming from, and it was this guy. He didn't have Down syndrome. He was just you know there's a lot of ways to be uh, developmentally uh, disabled, and uh, this guy just looked like. A porn star. He just looked like a guy. He just looked like he looked like a porn star because he was naked. He, he looked like he looked he looked like he had a mustache, a finely groomed seventies mustache, and he had like a hot comb, side parted haircut. Like it just like he would just be a guy that worked where my dad worked, but he was in a diaper, and uh, and he was going moo 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 moo, and then they finally gave him his moo moo, which was like this squeaky moo a cow cow toy. And I was just this kid. I, could, I was just was just wandering in and seeing this. And it was, I don't know if it was traumatizing, <laughs> because I don't when I when I think about it, it I don't. It go, was and for that's all why of us. Well, I'm I'm upset because you just spoiled the plot of our wedding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all the groomsmen were going to be in the little cribs. <laughs> Steve A. G. was going to wheel them. Stuck with me. I mean, I think I, I think it was kind of a sandbaggy way to expose a kid to uh, institutionalized yeah, mental rough. health. Yeah. Like, that was not what I maybe needed to see if I was going to grow up to believe in therapy. Mm. I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to blame blame that on. I don't know. I think therapists are also stupid. We should not. We should not forget that. But also, I just think of this guy. In this diaper. I was like, like, like. I don't know. I felt like I was like, I was like, what? What? That guy looks like my dad. Like, why is he? Why does he want his moo-moo? And, and why, why are they treating him like a baby? I mean, he's, well, he can't, he's like in a crib. It's weird. He was like 35. Mm. So how soon do you want to watch this movie? This baby movie? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you, if you had a movie... The interesting thing about that memory is, is that I, I, haven't bought, I haven't consumed it with my ego-driven uh, mythologization of memories. You know the way we do that? We go like, then my mom said this, and then I said that, and that's why I'm so into purple. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then once you've decided that, like, you kind of like, you, then you refine it, and you're like, oh, well, let's shore up these edges that kind of contradict the fact that this is why I like purple. Let's make my mom really into red. And uh, the, the, that memory is so distinct, but I haven't co-opted it in any way that I know of because I don't know how to feel about it. It. It's just so distinct. It's just like I could, I could, I could draw every tile of that linoleum floor. I could, I could, I could create every every smell if I if I knew how to create smells. <laughs> I know you. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> we both know. There's no need to say it. <laughs> uh, if you had a moo moo, like if you let's say that like something something happened where. You, you witnessed something really tragic all of a sudden and you had a psychotic break and you were sent to a place like this and you, you reverted back to infancy, infancy. What would be your moo-moo? What would be the thing that you were calling for all the time? Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But that's different. That's not the same. It's not like he cradles a vodka bottle at night. No. So the comfort item. Well, the sad thing is, it would just be like iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Fofo. Fofo. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, ring. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be a picture of you. I'm sure. Aww. <laughs> let's, get, let's get Spencer out, shall we? Spencer. <laughs> Down the 
I, I think probably everyone has already forgot this, but uh, when I was on the academic decathlon team in high school, my I wanted to make the name of our team uh, Snakes on a Brain. For yeah. real? Yeah, no one remembers. Wait, that, that, that's how long, how recently you were in high school? <laughs> yes. Snakes, snakes on a Plane was in theaters? I think it had just came out, yeah. Wow, wow. wow. That's fucking that shocking. Sobering. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> how old are you, Spencer? I'm 24. 24. What? What are you trying to... Nah, I'm, I'm just casting my mind back to 24. I, 24. Okay. 24. Yeah, I think I worked. I was dressing. I was in a, a drag character at Disneyland in a sketch show. I was d- dressing up as a woman for Disney. Yeah, yeah. We wrote these sketches for uh, Disneyland. I think they still do them at, in Frontierland. And uh, yeah, I had to put on. A, I was Sally May, the ugly, uh, ugly daughter of the mayor of Frontierland. Oh, well, that wasn't fair. I'm sure you're very. Well, pretty. also, we, 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 we wrote, I played the mayor and the sheriff too, but uh, I frequently would uh, dress up. In a big gingham dress and a big curly Q wig, and uh, we were the only uh, the only characters allowed to have uh, men that could have facial hair like stubble, because if we were unshaven, it was funnier. Because if we were women, and the joke was that we were ugly, uh, it was like we had to be really ugly. Like like and it, 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 when women played that character, not cool because the joke was that she was ugly. So mm. it, it was funnier if like six foot four guys with stubble played. I, I was in a melodrama uh, play, like a um, the uh, gosh, what's the the Dudley Do Right type production? When I like a col- like in this in Poway, California, which has kind of a western Woo! western history. Are you from Poway? Yeah. Oh, wow, cool. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just have a lot of feelings about Poway. Uh, so I, I was in this production, and I, I was I was like the I was the female lead, and I had the like a big blonde wig and a ton of makeup and uh, that like a gingham dress and all that and and I thought I looked really pretty and I have a bunch of pictures like I took way too many pictures of myself during this time and the male lead was my boyfriend at the time and I thought it was the best thing ever invited everyone I knew to it even though it was the shittiest thing in the world and uh, opening night one of my, one of the things I had to do was like go into the front row and like sit on the lap of some man and it would make the uh, Dudley Do Right character jealous and I sat on the lap of a man and I heard him say to to his friend like get this guy off me because <laughs> I thought they thought I was in, I was wearing so much makeup uh, that they thought I, I was in drag which I basically was I was in drag I was like looking was trying to look like a really va 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 voom woman but boy was that a bummer that really what kind of why does he need his friend to help him get a guy off him? <laughs> I can't imagine myself ever saying that. Jeff, get this guy off me. <laughs> I, maybe, I, maybe he was worried his thought his friend thought he was gay and that he was he was in the closet and he was self conscious. Uh, no, that's actually that's really interesting. Yeah, in the moment he was like, that's what he he wanted because he knew the, the words that came out of his mouth couldn't be. I'm not I'm not into this yeah. to his friend. And if he would have thought I was a woman, he would have said, I'm gonna fuck her later. Yeah, really aggressive. She, she sat on me because she wants it. Yeah, and I want it too. I want it so bad. I really do. I promise I'm going to get it in her so far in. It's going to come the out front, of her ears. The front, not the back. And then I'm going to build a bridge. I'm going to build a bridge. Uh, did, did I tell you the story about... Uh, 
the, uh, I mean, this is probably a story I shouldn't tell, but I'm going to because I've had a few. Uh, Disneyland, Frontierland, and all, all we we would get our costumes at. I think I've told the story before. Right? We would get our costumes at Disneyland, where all of the princesses would get their costumes. So you'd walk in the morning, and I was a cowboy, or I was a mayor, or I was a bandit, or I was this Sally May character, and a. Uh, Snow White or Cinderella or Ariel or Esmeralda, like all the, all the Disney princesses would be in their underwear walking about with their hair and makeup, but in their bras and, and, uh, and panties on, which is fucking fantastic. It was really good. <laughs> and uh, like Ariel's, they had a little rack of like, clams. They had a little clamshell bras. But, like, and like, that's, like, one, one set of clams is way bigger than the other ones, and her name was Stephanie, I remember. Uh, she, 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 <laughs> I was like, whose clams are those? And I said, she's new. She's Stephanie. <laughs> She has giant clams. She hasn't figured out how to use the clams. It's like Demolition Man. <laughs> wow. No? And, deep and, uh, cut? Okay. It's a deep cut. Uh, so, uh, you derailed me. Uh, you had sex with one no, of no, the no, 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 no. And you wanted and you so bad. You. And, then, and, then, and then Roy Disney uh, ghost came in and you said, in thank, thank you. you. <laughs> No one's ever fucked a princess like this. How did you do that? I just, hey man, I'm just doing what I do. Well, you get out here. We're giving you the Dumbo Award for elephant trunk dick. Having. (laughs) For making us believe that a man can fly with his penis. We at Disneyland would like to honor you, Jeffrey Brian Davis. Please insert this feather. <laughs> oh, here's your free ostrich leg. So anyway, there was a gal that played Pocahontas for a while at Disneyland, and she was, let's just say, the hottest thing on the planet Earth. She was she, like more dads took photos with this Pocahontas than children. Uh, she she was just like cablamo. Uh, as Warren Thomas would say, she she came from the planet Punani, and uh, she was just like wow we. And, 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 and the Pocahontas outfit is, is a bit scant. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's revealing. And she was very sweet and young, like Orange County girl. And she came into our dressing room. And my dressing room was me and two other guys that were in the sketch comedy troupe. And one of us alternately would be either the mayor, the sheriff, or Sally May, the ugly daughter of the mayor of Frontierland. So we would be in there. And it's always hot because it's, you know, it's summertime in, uh, in California. And Pocahontas came in just to say hi and she left, and my friend Joe, uh, who was in the, in the cast, and he's gay, and he's very sweet, he, uh, Pocahontas left, and he just w- went into song, and I'll never fucking forget this, and this is really bad, but I repeat this for no reason. And, and just, <laughs> the song was, because she just left, and we kind of just left in her wake of like, whew, and he went, there once was an Indian maid who said she wasn't afraid. To lie on her back in the old bear shack and let the cowboys tickle her crack. But one day to her surprise, her belly began to rise. And up from her country to a little red runt with his ass between his eyes. <laughs> Disneyland. You know, that song would have made the, the, the gender issues episode so much more fun. <laughs> Why was the child deformed? What? I, I, we can start the questions right now. I've no, I, 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 I have thirty. I, uh, I don't know why. Why? why, did you, why I, I, I will say it's the most inflammatorily racist thing I've ever heard in my life, and uh, it was uh, the fact that it was sung backstage at a Disney uh, Disneyland 
dressing room made it all the more sweet. So that's something to do with the fact that she made love by letting them tickle her crack? That's so he had an ass between his eyes because that was his identity? She said she wasn't afraid to line her back in the old bear shack. I, uh, first, my question is, what's a bear shack? I figure that's just where you cure your pelts. <laughs> and it's where you, you it's a place that you beef think beef fungus bill knows what I'm talking about or beef, beef I'm sorry beef beef, beef god beef bill. steak beef god just bill oh he's a beef god well you know he's he's, 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 he's graduated he took his yeah. abuse well, one day he'll just be bill he's Galvatron now <laughs> uh, but no you're, you're, you're a you're a you're a wood a woodsman and a <laughs> You have to cure. Yes, yes, you, you gotta cure. You gotta cure hides and stuff. What would you say a bear shack was? If, uh, would you, if you were an Indian maid, be afraid to lie on your back in the old bear shack and let the cowboys tickle your crack? Not if I was Pocahontas. Or if you thought that they were gonna kill you if you didn't let them do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I like the reaction I got. Yeah, the song has troubled me for a long time. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll reverse the sexism. When I was uh, when I was in college, uh, me and my uh, me and a friend of mine would go to the local mall and uh, walk outside of the Abercrombie and Fitch where the male models were and just laugh. <laughs> Did you sing a song about them? No, I mean uh, uh, there once was a guy named Todd. Who had a giant rod. He took off his shirt and uh, sat in the dirt and got a job at Amber Carver and Fitch. <laughs> it wasn't a popular song. That's the first time it's ever it's, been it's, sung. It's an unusual again. rhyme scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's A B A B C four. That's a term, yeah. Spencer, yeah. do you know any ribald nursery rhymes or uh, or yeah. tunes? That's a weird line to bring me in on. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of rhymes about you because when you were born, isn't it true that your balls were bigger than a your heart than, a, than an well, adult? Yeah, but the problem with that is uh, okay. So it's like Spencer was born, his balls as big as oranges. <laughs> And then you stop. You can't go any further. <laughs> Nothing rhymes. Were your balls as big as oranges? D- didn't you say your balls were as big as a human heart or something like that before? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. that's. I think my dad said that. Have your balls mellowed out to a, to a more regular size? Have they stayed, are your balls still as big as oranges right now? Well, I mean, most of the time they're down there. Just normal size. But they can occasionally uh, assume orange? Yeah, they get they engorge and grow fur. Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? Yeah, really on the full moon. Yeah. He has... Like can would throw... Penis. Nope. <laughs> Testicles. I was close. No, I was nope. just trying to think. Is it were, were, werewolf? Is where, the where the the where part is actually the man part? But we often make the mistake of going, "Oh, I'm like a wear soda. I turn into a soda." No, that's no, that would be right. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you said I was a soda wolf, that'd be more suspect. Wear soda. I mean, nothing bad happens, but it's dangerous depending on where I am. <laughs> Remember Connor? Remember Connor's conundrums? <laughs> Shit! Wow. Whatever happened to that kid? You think he like went basketball diaries on us after we <laughs> stopped using his conundrums? Someone tried to rob him, and he said, "Would you rather <laughs> keep robbing me or have a wing on your butt?" <laughs> <laughs> 
And the person was like, that's a terrible conundrum. And he's like, that's what Harmontown said. And he just ran off into the night. Now he's under a bridge, warming his hands over a coffee can next to some guy named Duke. A nice guy, a guy who's seen the ropes under that bridge, too, telling him about all the other people. That over there is Rosie. You don't want to talk to her about her baby. He doesn't know the ropes, but he's seen them. He doesn't know the ropes of non-homelessness. Is that what you mean? He said like, he's, he's a guy that lives under the bridge and has seen the ropes. Oh, he's seen the ropes. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a rope bridge. I told you I'd get as drunk as you before that. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, what do you think about Dungeons and Dragons? Do you like playing it or do you hate it? I, I enjoy it. I like playing Magic the Gathering a bit more. That's a surprising I've, reaction. I, I've never played that. Briefly describe to me okay, the, the, so the, the merits of Magic You know how in D&D you fight, but most of the time you fight with swords? Like, if you're a wizard, you'd be fighting with spells. So the, the point is your wizards that are using spells to kill each other. And the spells might be, oh, I summon a goat, or it might be I shoot fire at your face. So basically that, and you, you it's strategy-based. They're just the two. Just goats and lightning bolts. I don't like it. You know what I like about d and I don't know if you've noticed, is the yelling. <laughs> I like getting in f- verbal fights. <laughs> you like getting inflamed for no reason. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, no reason? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay, so sure. I, so I, sometimes I'll fly I, the I, handle I, if someone suggests that the definition of friendship is not eating my face. Yes. Ever, that's not what he said. Right. God damn it. Anyways, this. anyways. I was not here for the mature which one. I heard, I, heard, I heard it was quite funny, and I, I did not hear the D&D. What, what briefly went down? Um, let's see. He attacked, and then you guys attacked him back. And uh, what's with this informal bullshit? Yeah, it's, let's oh, should we, should we start it up properly? I don't know. He well, just real asked quick before like you do that. that, hey, have you heard of Starbound? Yeah, it's you know, yeah. Is there? Is there? Is we there? Got a lot of can I can here. I get it already, or is it like not I out don't yet? think. Oh yeah. shit! Really? Yeah. Is is it like Minecraft where you get it? And, Let's just cut the show off now. Let's all yeah. run and play. It. Okay. Yeah, no, it's but, made by the creators of Terraria, except it's uh, it's ooh. more space based. There's more world exploration. Is it two D like Terraria? Yeah, yeah, bits uh, and blocks. Oh, mm. that, that's what they call those games. I mean, I like the immersiveness of a 3D environment, Spencer. Well, well, then you do. You know, some people don't appreciate the subtleties of sprite-based art, but you know, Ow! <laughs> uh, one person does. But I can, I can play it on a Mac. Yeah. I don't know. Cross-platform. There you go. All right. Let's bring that guy okay. up. Play Rust instead. Nope. No. <laughs> uh, one more question about Starbound. Uh huh. Can I pay for it without having to get a PayPal or Amazon Jagoff account? I mean, probably. Who cares, man? I'll do it. Steam? See, that's a lot of... There's a lot of these... Credit cards. Well, I don't... uh, All right. I'll deal with it at home. You guys doing... Also, should I clean up my garage? Uh, It's it's pretty It's starting to smell like... Wait, how do you know about the spiders? <laughs> how do you, he how do you think show. they got there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't go 
Spielberg just mentioned the spiders, and suddenly I'm freaked out. Oh, well, we we have a. Oh, I've talked about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should genuinely panic. Adam Goldberg had been in our garage. (laughs) (laughs) So note that, Adam. I love that that really threw you. You're like, wait a minute, Adam's been in our garage. Like he's just down there, just hanging out. Uh, I like counting that. spiders. We have t- we have a lot of spiders. All right. All right Spencer. Anyway, Spencer. What? Oh shit! <laughs> Last time on Harmon Town, our heroes had journeyed down an ice hole and found a hissing skeleton named Lenev. They had complex and disturbing interactions with the skeleton, setting him off on a path of violence. Lenev choked Sharpie, but Sharpie shot back with a burst of electricity, staggering the dead man. Mulrain caught fire with her armulet of summer and grabbed Lenev's arm while Quark cut said arm off. The wounded skeleton began to transform, growing two new arms and attacking Sharpie with his new limbs. The party changed tacts. Mulrain reattached Lenev's arm while Christaberg rubbed meat on it. Together, they fashioned a paper hairpiece for Lenev's skull, which stopped him dead in his tracks. They quit fighting, joined hands, and strolled off down the path towards Tormod Tor, the city of unshackled dead. That's pretty much it. So we made friends with him, which I think is pretty admirable. You made friends with Lenev? Yeah. And you reattached an arm and gave him a toupee? That was just sort of a gesture. Uh, some of those guys, yeah, we had cut off his arm and then we reattached it and we, we had some meat that we rubbed around it because we thought that's what a skeleton would enjoy is having meat yeah. on his arm. Yeah, made, made sense to me at the time. But more importantly, and this was, the, this was the thing that sealed the deal, we started making him uh, construction paper hair. Because I think that even when he wasn't a skeleton, he maybe was bald and was insecure about it. That's a speculation. That's not canon. That was, but but uh, we, we are now his friend again, and uh, you're welcome. Did we find the, uh, the, the tarragon of, uh, of virtue? What the fuck was it called? No. No, we're off to, we're off to the Tor- Terra Tor to Tormod of Tor. Yeah. So yeah. now we have we have Lenev with us as, as right. a as a compatriot because Christenberg yeah. is uh, possessed and we want to cure him. Right. Wherever he is. All right, yeah. Lenev. How far off is Tormod of Tor? Oh, it's like a couple minutes. You know, we're just yeah. What do you mean wherever Christenberg is? I mean, where is he? Is he here? I don't see him. His character sheet's on the table in front of you. Oh shit! I just got told. <laughs> I guess he is here. Okay. Christopher's here. He's uh, he's still tied up by that muzzle. Yeah, three minutes off is what I answered your question with. All right, all right. Time passes. Oh yeah, it does. As time passes, you pass by broken gray pillars and piles of glittering black glass, glass, shattered, razor sharp fragments that are strewn about the dusty ground. Uh, Lenev speaks. He says, as I was trying to say before all that happened, the unshackled are generally peaceful, but down here there's more crawling around than just Tormod Tor's own, you know, citizens. The chained ones still shamble around. They're mindless horrors that seek not but to snuff out the life of anyone. Be on your guard because the chained ones hear no reason like me. And so there was no route that took us around this area? 
<laughs> no, they, 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 we're yeah, they're all around everywhere. everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. They just there's a we big keep circle them out of around the where we're going. They don't just. Well, this is going nowhere. They don't. They go wherever life is, all and right. you guys are full of it. <laughs> so, so are, are oh, we, you meant okay. are, are we close to Tormod Tour? Yeah, couple right. minutes. Okay, Jesus. Um, I, I say we keep running and, uh, and avoid these chained ones, you guys. Yeah, let's 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 pick it up. We pick up the pace. gentlemen, gentlemen. Pace. We, as we're running, may I ask you, how how are you guys feeling about this whole quest in general and and uh, emotionally? How are we doing? Are we? How are we feeling? I feel pretty good. I feel like I, we I, haven't checked in in a while. I feel good. Yeah. I, I've got like seventy-two HP. No, but how many is that hit points or, or heart points? Really? Se- 72. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm fit as a fucking really? fiddle. I, I, take, I take my knife and stab him in the thigh. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, Look, I, I just I want to talk. I defend, well, well, I defend myself in a, in a violent way, and I take out my mighty greatsword and parry it. Oh, shit. <laughs> why, why, I, I, look, you just attacked me with a knife, Jack. Mulrain. Yeah. Sorry, look, I... I, 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 I acted impulsively. I just wanted I know. To... Now, we, now where the fucking daggers are drawn, motherfucker. <laughs> we look, at the end of the day, what matters is, is who What matters to... right now is you fucking pulled a knife on me and tried to stab me. That's what matters to me right in the moment. I, sp- I spit in his face. What the fuck? Talk to me! So, t- I was talking until you fucking pulled a weapon on me. I'm really... a barbarian. I'll fucking bleed you. Real slow. I thought today would I'll be make the you day leak. We got more than five feet down. There. <laughs> we were about to until she fucking tried to stab me. We're we're running. We're running. We're I not running. We'll... Now we're fucking fighting. What are you doing? All right. I'm sorry. I I. Um, so you don't stab me. I won't stab you. I take my eyelashes and I flutter them over his wound, or where it would be because I didn't stab him. <laughs> All right. Let's go. I I make her walk in front of me and I have my greatsword drawn just in case she gets fucking weird again. Is homicide contagious around you people? You don't Uh, do things that make sense. I didn't didn't provoke that in any way. All you... I I mean, you're boasting about your hit points. (laughs) So you stab a person? I'm not. I'm not justifying anybody. I feel really good. I'll kill you. Come on, guys. Let's get to Toll House. Well, okay. Nev, as long as we're giving notes, as long as we're giving notes, if there's a place, and then outside the place is there's a place where there's a bunch of monsters, they, unless they exist in a in a in a fucking circle around the place, there's got to be a way around. You're taking us through the unshackled, and telling us we're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're monsters. Yeah. It's a dangerous world, man. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not worried about anything except for possibly Mulrain because she's uh, schizophrenic. It's true. Let's go. But if there's an encounter, it's on you. Okay. I've got 72 hit points. (laughs) I I, I, I get a little twitchy, but I calm myself. Okay, so you continue down. You continue down the path. You see a, a destroyed, uh, blown-out kind of hut. You see the, the roof of the hut, and then the walls are kind of just falling onto the floor like its top just collapsed. And then you go by a broken fence. It's just like a fence, but it's all broken. It doesn't work to keep stuff out of places. Should we check out the hut? 
Yes. Yeah. Just keep trotting. Let's check out this hut. If you want to check out that hut, you better be on your guard because those unchained ones, they go in huts sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I use I use my I've, stealth and I I creep towards the hut. I vote for no hut, but if you're if you're a hut lover, I think I may be a hut lover. Do you have stealth? Are you a stealthy? Yeah, person? I, I have stealth. Yeah. Okay. Anyone can be kind of stealthy, even well, if they don't. You don't have, have to take it. that away from me. That's Will you come back if you see anything hazardous, and we, we'll just go? Uh, yeah, you know, if if there's something hazardous, I will um, use my boots of spry springing, and I will sing a special song, and you'll know it when you hear it. There once was an Indian maid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Try not to judge me for singing it. So you creep towards the hut and you hear the sound of uh, maybe like chomping and gobbling, probably. Those sounds. Okay. You don't see anything, uh, but you now you do see something. You see the, the roof of the hut kind of shaken. Shimmy? I don't know what huts do. They don't dance. I guess not. I guess not. It's definitely shaken, though. Okay. Scoops. Okay, I... There once was an Indian maid. Okay, let's go. Let's keep going. Who had a crack? <laughs> it was think, very I think itchy. We should just keep going. Okay, okay they walk on ahead, but I, I walk around the back of that shack, and God. I put my ear up to the wall and listen to the chomping. Oh, boy. It, it's louder now, because your <laughs> ear's closer. Can I see through? Nope, it's just the roof. Uh, there's not even any way to like get in. Shortly. I kick in the back wall of the hut. What in the <laughs> fucking Harmon? <laughs> you kick in the back wall of the hut, and it just kind of crumbles to pieces as if it were like wet, rotting wood, which it's not. It's like some sort of sheet metal. That's weird. Anyway, you see, you see, it's a zombie. It's a zombie, naked and full of flesh. His mouth is just gaping open, full of flesh. He's trying to chomp on it, but his mouth's broken. He's like got a broken jaw or something. He's trying to chomp on what? Flesh. I, Dead flesh. I take my great sword and, and slash at his neck. Okay. Roll that. You shit. sure do. Uh, you you cut it clean off. He he's not too. Uh, he's yeah. He's dead. <laughs> I uh, I wipe my sword on the ground and uh, I uh, I I look around. <laughs> you cut 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 to me and Lenev just just hanging out in the snow. Oh. And I just kind of and I, I go. Uh, so uh, is there a Mrs. Lenev? <laughs> no. All right, now you get back the, to Jeff. I examine the hut. <laughs> it's it's just like uh, you see two corpses now. There was, you know, a corpse and a zombie, but now there's two corpses. One's half eaten. And there's nothing else in the hut? No, it's just uh, just a roof, really. Just the roof on the ground. All right, I fuck both of the corpses and I run back to the uh, I run back to the to, to our campaign and uh, let them know what happened. Do you All fuck right. them like like Till you finish? No, I just now it's just kind of cursory. Till they finish. It's 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 just, it's just kind of like a like a, it's cur- like what a, the a kid, cursory thing that I do. Well, the kids it's a have a thing, thing uh, called teabagging on the multiplayer games. They teabag each other. They put the multi ball, multiplayer they, shooters. They you you crouch over the face of your victim. What? And it's symbolic that you're teabagging them. It no, is. no, I, I actually fuck them. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying, like, you just you're doing a thing that has, it's not a sexual act. It's I an mean, act of anger. I and... Look, I generally enter any any combat situation with a mild erection, and so I, I I'm, I'm like the Comanche of old, where I I, I, I enter war with uh, with a certain amount of tumescence. And I, uh, I uh, look, I'm not saying I'm a good person. I'm just saying that uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I fuck most of my uh, <laughs> m- most of my uh, my thwarted foes. <laughs> Remind me not to Do you have any more questions? <laughs> How are you feeling? I feel great until you tried to stab me earlier. I have 72 hit points. <laughs> I run back up to the group. I go, ah, I killed the zombies. I fucked a couple people. But everything seems to be cool. Oh, did you, did you meet Jerry? No. I oh. run back to the hut. You see a half-eaten corpse and another corpse without a head. I yell, Jerry? <laughs> you get no response. I run back. I go, no, I didn't meet Jerry. No. Oh. I might have fucked Jerry, I didn't, but he, he didn't have a lot to add. Well, whatever. Who's Jerry, Lenev? He's just a friend of mine. Well, did, did he look like a, like a guy and I described the, the corpse? Uh, no. Okay, then I fucked somebody else. Who's Jerry? You, you just ran off for about two minutes to go fuck something? No, I heard some rumbling. I thought there might be some fucking uh, some bad things going on. There was. I killed a zombie. I fucked them both. Uh, as a skeleton, are you friends with zombies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in is Jerry general. a zombie? Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Full disclosure: I might have killed Jerry and fucked him. Well, my, you, you describe Jerry. That's. I mean, you describe someone that's different from Jerry. I, well, okay. I, then I described the zombie that I killed. And uh, you already described that. Didn't you? Oh, I thought I was describing the corpse he was chomping on. Either way, not I Jerry. Eating not paper. Jerry. No. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So Lenev, Sorry, everybody. Lenev, that's good to know. So in the future, if I see a zombie, these might be your pals. I guess. Okay. All right. That's good to know. It's like uh, if I see any humans, are they your pals? <laughs> Sharpie? Yeah. Sharpie, leave it. I'm not... Leave it. I don't... I, I was certain you're going to hear that as some sort of weird passive-aggressive threat. I, I, no, that's not a... I mean, I'm not insane. That's just a... You were insane? That's a, that's a poignant observation. Well, so is the... Okay. I start running towards Timberland. Tormat of Tor. You, you, run, you run down the path, and it's pretty dark, but uh, as a half-elf, you could see a little bit. You see a crumbling gray wall. It's massive and imperious, except it's, uh, it's cracked in many places, and you see it's, it's attempted to have been plastered a bunch of times. There's all sorts of plaster patches. In the middle, there's a big, giant wooden gate, but it, uh, it looks all uh, rotted. Rotted gate. Rotted but uh, intact. Yeah, it's definitely still standing. I go up and I kick the gate. I'm gonna kick and mood. You kick the gate and uh, your foot just sinks right through. It's not even satisfying. You just get your leg kind of stuck in the wood in, before you extricate it. Just, right, Either they don't wall. understand architecture around here, or something bad has happened. It looks like they live in a neighborhood of zombies. So uh, I think this is a community. Uh, Besieged by the undead. Yeah. And I light a cigarette. <laughs> I, I, I get really close to you and I, I suck in the smoke and then blow it back in your face. <laughs> what the fuck? I, <laughs> I think we established uh, uh, 10 minutes ago that I'm schizophrenic, so this uh. is my new thing. <laughs> I take a cigarette out of his mouth, I blow a smoke ring, and I fuck the smoke ring. <laughs> 
but w- while I do it, I make eye contact with both of them and took sort of a sort of a weird warning. Hey, Lenev, is there any danger if we call out? Uh... No, no. In fact, I will. Uh-oh. Open up. You there? Who? My idea to call out. Who are you addressing? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Open. Just- me out here with the idea to call out my idea first. Calling out. Bothered to get a quorum about it. Was punished for it. Yeah, it's just that I usually say that. Well, there's a new skeleton in town, and it's under my body. He, a Lenev, he pounds on the door a bit lightly with his, his glowing hand. And I pound like, on it at the same time. Open up. Open up. Open up Open for Open up. Lenev. Saying it louder. <laughs> he takes two or three steps back, and uh, slowly the gate doors start to grind open. Open sesame. <clears throat> but uh, as the gates open, you see the, the top hinge of the right door, it buckles and cracks and you see the door start to crumble and fall on to you guys towards it it's fallen on you backward somersault okay I, y'all you're you're all taking reflex saves back right now. backward handspring i start clapping <laughs> wait instead of dodging out of the way She's, Sorry? She's lost her mind. I start clapping, but I, in my head, I'm clapping so hard that the air is going to push away the, the door. While I'm doing my reflex save, backward handspring, I yell, Mulray, are you having a stroke? No, no, I'm not. I'm saving us. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... Um... The two of you dodge out of the way, and uh, Mulrain as well as Lenev get hit by this door. <laughs> so you're saying that just standing there and clapping didn't, didn't, didn't work? I guess not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying Lenev being a big know-it-all didn't work? On what? Well, he still got crushed by a door. Yeah. Even though he was a guy who knows when to shout and when to knock. I you're guess he had so, better you're reflexes. You're so defensive. You're so like So anyway, the two of you uh the two of you guys that I mentioned getting hurt get hurt. You take twenty three damages. Oh, Huge portions of yeah, wood boy. just smash onto the floor. Uh, you're kinda pinned. You're both kinda pinned. Jesus Christ. Alright. I start I start doing this. I start I start moving like a word. I try to roll. <laughs> I try to roll out of it. Hold hold on. You might go into shock. Eat, Guys, eat, I, eat snow and and save your urine. I open the door, fellas. If you can pull I, I, me out. I run back up to them and I and I, I, t- I take the wood from off of them to uh, like re- re- you know save them from the uh, the pile of debris. All right, that happens. You do that. Uh, Lenev looks kind of banged up, but uh, he pulls himself up. You all right, buddy? You look like a skeleton. <laughs> That's normal. All right. Well, you know, there have to be some sacrifices for us to win this fight. I vote for Lenev. <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. What, what do we see before uh, us in this doorway? Uh, the doorway opens up, and inside you can see uh, smaller gray huts like the one you saw, but less destroyed. 
I guess some of them are destroyed. You see tons of uh, undead creatures just kind of hobbling about like zombies on a hunk of meat, but they're moving around in a frenzy. On a hunk of meat butt? Like on a hunk, like a hunk of butt meat. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. But uh, they start they start thronging about, moving their hands and their feet and all of their bodies, really. And they start erecting a large, a large stone statue of a, it looks like a knight with a skeleton head, but it's about 40 feet tall. They, they pull it up to the, pull it up to erection. They just build it in front of us? Yeah, yeah. While we're standing there? Yeah. Do they do it, like, in fast motion? No, there's a couple larger chunks. It's impressive how fast they are. Don't get me wrong. Don't let me underplay that. I say to Lenev, is one of these guys Jerry? No, no. Are these guys your friends? Yeah, these, these are the people. I mean, I mean, not my friends. They're just, they're what just you, citizens. What do you how call should we, How should we approach them? I mean, like you would any other regular person. Perfect. I've made these bracelets. <laughs> that's that's impressive. That's impressive. I'm impressed Thank by you. those bracelets. Thank you so much. Uh... I do, I'll follow your lead. I do one of those uh, road warrior whistles. The two fingers. <laughs> I can't do it in real life. Yeah. You know, like, to well, while, they're, while, they're, while they're assembling their statue, you hear off camera, and then they, I would hope that they would all look over and you would whip pan over to me, and I would go, I don't know, something Pixar-ish, like a little help or <laughs> got milk. I mean, a whip, a whip pan? I don't a whip know. pan, like the camera. No, I get pan. it. I just don't know. I want to make that choice. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't, you don't want it to feel like. <laughs> I like the the tension building of a slow pan, man. Uh, well, at any rate, I, I whistle to get their attention, and then I say, like, we, uh, we, uh, we, we have a cursed friend here, a uh, possessed friend, and we were hoping to get some aid. We need a tarragon of virtue. A couple people look over, but uh, they go back to their stuff. He's like, yeah, they're. They're working. They're they're building stuff. Also, they're just regular folk. They don't know weird stuff about tarragons or virtues. All right, I look- we're gleaning all this from their behavior. No, this is what Lenev is telling you guys oh. as you're saying those things. Well, I, I say to my friends, "Look, fellas, let me take care of this." <clears throat> I undo my hair. All right. I whip it around. I take out an arrow, and I I take the feathers from the arrow and I stuff them in my mouth, and I I, uh, I walk up to the to the Zombies that are that have erected the statue. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Uh, They're not cats. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, um, me and my friends are looking for a little something called the tarragon of virtue, and I take my finger. And I, 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 I rub it from the top of my forehead all the way down to my shoulder. I, I do a camera take. <laughs> Those things happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you say those things, and the, the zombie just kind of looks back at you and, and hisses. Uh. All right, I go back to the group. They don't know where it is, guys. All right, Lenev is some kind of healer or cleric kind of zombie in in this town. No, we don't need much healing, to be honest. Uh, we just kind of our bodies knit themselves Health back brag. together. Yeah, I got a lot of hit points. I think. <laughs> don't say that. She'll try to kill you. <laughs> oh, I think the undead are a metaphor for Canadians. <laughs> 
I, I look around. I look around the room. Are there any doors in this in this room? You're outside. Okay. I well, in the walls. There's the gate you came in. There's okay. a bunch of these dwellings, these small dwellings, but you're not really seeing anything sizable, really. But Lenev's like, you know, I brought you here to see the Bone Sages. Let's let's go there. Do you really want to talk to these guys? Well, yeah. I guess not. Definitely. Okay. To do it. So uh, he brings you. He brings you through some places. He winds you down a path and turns left at a hut. Turns right at a hut. He gets you to. It looks kind of like a church. I guess. It's, yeah, it's just a church. He brings you to a church. <laughs> um, there's large stone steps, and he leads you up the steps. And uh, inside, you see three tall skeletal figures. They're draped in uh, gauzy robes that are all sorts of weird colors, and they're standing in front of a bunch of broken piles of golden bones. They're just standing in front of them. There's three of them there. They're just standing, staring at you. Lenev goes in and starts gesturing and hissing and saying all sorts of stuff. You don't really get it. He's talking in skeleton talk? Yeah. He's doing that for a bit. He's, so, he's singing to, to these guys? Yeah, he's talking to them. Um, I, I, uh, I yell out, Are you the Bone Sages? Uh, they all look at you and uh, he stops hissing and the three of them look at you in kind of unison. They say, We are the three sages of Tormod Tor. Yes. Well, we yeah. come in search of the uh, Tarragon of Virtue to save our friend. Oh, that's impressive. What, well, thank you. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Thank you. What are your names? Is My name is Cork. I'm a barbarian. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, Mulrain Sedona. She's going through a lot of emotional stuff right now. I'm Sharpie. Butts a lot. From the Butts a lot tribe. I'm a sorcerer. Mm. Level six, if that means anything to you. Nope. <laughs> the three the three introduce themselves. They say, we are the sages. The first one on the left, he goes, I am Tor. And the second one goes, I am Mod. And the third one goes, I am also Tor. <laughs> Which one's the bad boy? Probably the second tour. He's the one that's going to trash the hotel room, you know, when they're on tour. Right. He's got something to prove. Yeah. He wants out. We need the Tarragon of Virtue. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pay any price within reason. I take my finger from my forehead and my shoulder and I say, any price. Wait, say that again? Uh, okay, <laughs> great. I'm glad I get to say that again. I take my finger from my forehead to my shoulder, oh, okay. and I say any price. All right, I got gotcha. you. What, what does the forehead to the shoulder thing mean? It's a callback. I know, but I didn't get it the first time. <laughs> what does it mean when you rape things? It means I have a lot of issues. Right, right, right. My thing probably means the same thing. Just seems in a different way. More arbitrary. Than... My metric for what's sexy has gotten messed up somehow. Right. Mole reigns. Okay. McGathy's is on point. <laughs> so uh, the sages, they look at you saying those stuff, and then they, to answer your question that was posed, the tarragon of virtue is a rare and magical herb and only grows in the unfiltered sunlight on the floating isle of paradise where mortals dare to tread. 
I'm sure they do dare to tread there. It's called the Island of Paradise. Uh, where is this uh, island? Ever since the dawn of time, paradise has drifted high over the earth, shedding radiance and life onto the ground so that all life could flourish and grow. There it lie to this day. It's heaven, you guys. I mean, no. <laughs> That's a different plane of existence. Can you, can you ferry us there? No. No, whoa. For a guy that's got nothing but information, you sure are touchy about requests for assistance. The undead can't go into unfiltered sunlight on paradise. Are you kidding? Man, I don't work here. I'm sorry, Leviathan, is the, is the paradise island, is, that, is it on the same plane that we're on right now, or is it... I missed that. Did you say it was on a different plane, or or it's just above us? Physically? They look at each other for a bit, and then they, one of them goes, uh, it, yeah, it's a floating island. It's, a, it's up in the sky. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Obviously, we're idiots. Like, how do we, is, there a, is there a way we, how do we get there? We're not afraid of unfiltered sunlight, <laughs> you knuckleheads. How, how do we get there? I don't know. Are there any? Are there any? You're, you're bone sages. Do you have a map? No, no. Do you know of anyone with a ship with air power? N- no. <laughs> Do you have a really tall ladder? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, okay. oh. Is it tall enough to reach the Isle of Paradise? No, that would be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> has anybody ever been to the Isle of Paradise? Uh. Not, not us. Again, we can't go there. And that's the only place that, that the uh, Tarragon of Virtue exists? The only place that we know. Can Do we you... leave you with a singer-songwriter who's been possessed by demons? <laughs> no! No! Uh, no! Lenev, Lenev's yelling and spitting. He's all angry. What? He's like, what is this bullshit? You're just going to tell, tell him? Tell him everything he wants? They tried to kill me. Oh. And I, I demand a shackling. I demand a shackling. Oh, Lenev, Lenev, Lenev. I take my finger from my forehead to my, to my shoulder and I do it over and over again. Wait, what the fuck is going on? What, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. What, you think I'm just going to forget you cut off my arm? You just glued paper to my head. That doesn't erase anything. <laughs> what the fuck? You let, you let us here so that I, you could, you, so you could finish our dispute? We were finishing it in the snow. What? Yeah, the glued paper to your head was our consolation. Like, we were saying, we stopped a fight and said, let's be friends. So you're going to punish us for that? No, I'm going to punish you for cutting off my arm. We reattached it. Again, yeah. We put meat on it. <laughs> after, after all of that, we, we, we were fighting you in the snow. We stopped fighting you. Then you took us here. Now you want to start fighting again? Yeah, that was my whole plan. <laughs> lame, Lenev, Lenev. lame. You're you're a lame skeleton. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah. Lenev, oh okay. yeah, you admit it. You admit you're lame. I yeah. Take, I okay. Take so my, my, so okay. So 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 he's lame. He said it. Sharpie, Sharpie, Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> Sharpie, offer offer him this, and I hand him a bracelet. <laughs> Here's a bracelet. I don't want that. Yeah, I want your souls to be shackled. How tall is uh, is Lenef? Five feet tall. Okay, I go up to him and I get him in a headlock and pull my great sword around his neck and say, uh, "You'll give us what we want, or else I'll I'll." I'll Sever your head, fuck face. All right. And you know it won't end there, Lenev. It won't end there. Yeah, that'll be the, that'll be the least of your trouble. 
So uh, you grab him in your headlock and do those things, and uh, Maud goes, Enough! If he demands a shackling, a shackling, I'm sorry. If he demands a shackling, then we have to enact the rights of Telim Varna. After, after the due process of Fumilaga. It is. Do not insult our law. Telim Varna is the due process. Yeah, well. Telim Varna! <laughs> they start shouting as chains. Uh, Fire out of the walls and into your chest. I dodge all of them. I dodge every single one. Into your very souls. They shackle our souls? They're chaining your souls. I guess that's shackling. I swing my sword around in a flurry to to, defend. Too bad, dude. (laughs) Souls be shackled. I give a slow clap. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like a thousand claps. I, I take my finger from my forehead to my shoulder, and I go, I don't know, I don't know, why, I don't know what that means. I, say, I look at all of them, and I say, uh, very well, let the shackling begin. But once it's over... <laughs> yes? I'll be unshackled, and you'll still be ugly. <laughs> Thank you for coming, everybody. Welcome. And good night. We fucking did it. I don't know what happened, but we were all here for it. One more time for Spencer Crittenden and Aaron McGathy. I'm Jeff Davis. The mayor of Town, Mr. Dan Harmon. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.